lesson of modern education is Woke kids step, wise kids step, college kids step I'm woke Read more, learn more, change the globe You must learn This is Woke Wise College Kids Hello, welcome to Woke Wise College Kids I'm your host Dr. Aaron. This episode is all about finals preparation and survival Whether you're a new college student or a seasoned upperclassman, finals is an interesting time. If done correctly, preparing for your finals doesn't have to turn you into a caffeinated, sleep-deprived zombie. Here are 10 tips to help you conquer your last exams of the semester. Tip 1. Check your syllabi and final schedule. Note if your exams are comprehensive. This could mean the difference of you studying for the last three chapters that you received in lecture or studying 10 to 12 chapters that you've covered throughout the semester. Also, note the details of projects and papers. Making mistakes on not figuring out whether your exam is comprehensive or making mistakes on the details of projects could change and affect your grade at the end. These are small things that you can take care of, so be sure that this is your first thing on your to-do list. Tip two, write down all your lists of assignments and exams. Make personal deadlines 24 to 48 hours before they are actually due. This helps put the pressure on you to eliminate procrastination and allows you to get some things done early so you can have your plate clear. Identify topics and learning outcomes for each exam. You can do this by looking at your syllabus or looking at the book to make sure that you know the basic things that you have to learn for each chapter. Tip number three, keep track of your time during the week and throughout the day. Try not to pull all-nighters. You can prevent this by using daylight hours for studying. Try to rope off eight hours of daylight as if you were going to a regular job. You don't have to get all dressed up for it. Just make sure you awake early and you bring your day to a close around four to five. Make sure you build in time for power naps, eating, sleeping, working out. My suggestion would be to set in two-hour increments, and you'll see why in our later tips. Break down your dead week that week before finals into three parts. Monday through Tuesday could be a broad review where you're covering all your topics so that you can spend some time with each some part of the chapter or material for everything. On Wednesday, you can test yourself to see where you are and how well you've studied Monday and Tuesday. And then use the rest of the week to do a focus review in which you are looking for and focusing on things that you didn't know very well or your weaker areas. Maintain balance and keep things fresh by focusing on each course a little at a time, cycling through all of your courses. So if you have a math, science, and history exam, you want to spend 30 minutes on each during each of your bigger study sessions and cycle through each one. This will prevent you having great grades or focusing most of your time in one course and then letting some other things slip through the cracks. Tip four, break down exams and assignments into small tasks. Determine what chapters are going to be covered on exams and what tasks are needed for projects. Be sure to list them and be specific, going over each one of them multiple times to make sure you have all your details correct. You want to make sure you get all of your points on exams and assignments. Divide and conquer. So if you have a comprehensive exam for your science, 
and it's 10 chapters a piece, you want to make sure that you at least give some time to every chapter early on. So if you have 10 chapters and you want to get through those 10 chapters within the first two days of your dead week, you want to say, okay, I'm going to spend 45 minutes on each chapter just to make sure I covered each one. And you can spend the rest of your days doing a deeper dive and getting more of the finer details of each chapter. If you have a paper to write, break that down into tasks. So your first step may be to outline your paper. Your second step may be to find sources. And then your third and other steps after that would be to draft each paragraph of your outline. And this could be broken up between studying for other courses. Tip number five, study in short focus sessions. 30 to 50 minute short study sessions are productive. They help your brain to work the way it's designed to function and to maximize productivity. During this 30 to 50 minute session, depending on your level of focus and also depending on how much time you have, decide what you want to accomplish. So if you have math, science, and history, that's 30 minutes apiece. That's an hour and a half. After that hour and a half, take a longer break. However, in between each 30-minute session, you may want to take five minutes. After the hour and a half session of cycling through all of those courses, you may want to take 30 to 45 minutes. In tip five, we mentioned active study strategies. Active study strategies means that you're just on reading, highlighting, and reviewing. That's very passive, and you don't get the most bang for your buck when you do that. Active study strategies help you to learn more in less time. The way I picture active study strategies is that you're doing something with the information. You're looking and listening and writing and drawing in different ways. You're not just taking your original notes and reading them in their original form. You are transforming them into something else, whether you're transforming notes into questions, transforming paper notes into flashcards, uh, transforming regular notes into diagrams and charts. It's active. You're actually taking the content and you're massaging and creating and structuring it into a different manner. So here are some ways you can study actively using flashcards. Uh, not just for definitions, but with complex questions. So if you're studying a biology exam, you just don't want to have what is a cell or a cell is the smallest unit of the body. You want to have a more complex question. Describe the function of a cell. Describe the types of a cell. Compare and contrast the two types of cells. So you want to make those flashcards much more powerful with complex questions. So making sure you look, you're not just perusing over definitions because that's not what your professor wants you to get after you complete the course. They want you to be able to think in a much larger fashion, think more critically. Another way you can study actively is to make concept maps or mind maps to logically connect topics. And you can visit BePreppy.com for example of this. You can also watch lectures or videos on Khan Academy or YouTube a couple of times and take notes on topics you don't understand. So for instance, if your exam was comprehensive and you didn't do so well on the first or second test, going over those topics that you missed will be helpful. 
So reviewing those topics by looking at videos and taking some notes can help you go back and get that inf- recapture that information that you've missed on other tests. You can also visit your tutorial center. Most institutions have free tutoring. You just need to uh, look up that resource on your website or ask your advisor or someone that you're close to on campus. Um, visit the tutorial center. Tutors can help you work things out quicker than you studying and getting frustrated by yourself. So if you have anything that you're unclear on or that confuses you, be sure to set up an appointment or drop by your tutorial center to help to help you work out those issues. You can also join or form a study group or attend a review session. This helps you to, one, stay engaged with the topic, two, it relieves stress because you're studying with other people, and three, it's going to take less time because usually you have some people there who can help fine-tune or streamline your studying. Another way that you can study actively, especially if you are in a quantitative course like a chemistry, math, accounting, or econ, is to identify basic types of problems using examples from your text or from your notes. Usually by the end of the semester, you have a ton of problems, and this could be so overwhelming. But the key to this is finding the types of problems, the basic type of problems that are in each chapter. They're usually laid out really well in your text. Section one may have a basic type of problem. Section two may have a a slight variation of the problem presented in section one and so on and so forth. So if you can identify five basic types of problems, learn how to work those well, and then identify four or five problems from your notes or from your old homework that are similar to those basic type of problems, you can streamline practicing for those types of tests where you have to work a lot of problems and know how to work each one of them well, and then know how to identify them when they're all mixed up on a test. So identify those basic type of problems using your text or from your notes. Go and find related problems in your homework, pick those out, write those cleanly, and be able to practice those without looking at your notes or the text or asking for help from a tutor. Another tip is to use whiteboards to help you draw, write, and talk out information until you feel confident explaining it. Using whiteboards helps you to, one, be green so you're not wasting a lot of paper, but it helps you to quickly erase and start over so you don't have that kind of hesitation of using up so many so much paper or erasing taking your pencil and erasing a ton of work and it's just frustrating so whiteboards and dry erase markers are best if you don't have a whiteboard use your mirror in your bathroom use your mirror on your closet it just helps you to to be active with the material engage and it's much more fun than sitting behind a desk with just a book and some notes reading and rereading things so Those are some active learning strategies. Tip number seven, test yourself. Most students forget to do this. They wait until the test to really see if they really know this information. But you can test yourself before you get to the exam, find out your weaker areas, and focus on those. You might even surprise yourself and find that you know more than what you think, and that gives you a boost of confidence. Ways you can test yourself or answer questions you've created. So create your own study guide. 
Think like your professor. Go back over your notes. Look at your text and see what kinds of questions he may ask you. Think about old exam questions and how they were formed. Did he or she use short answer? Did he or she use a lot of multiple choice? Did they have a lot of comparison and contrast questions? Were there a lot of figures that you may have to illustrate or label or identify? Was there a lot of definitions? Were there a lot of big picture questions? Just think about that and create your own test. Go over old tests. So if you haven't had a chance and if you're able to, you can definitely ask your professors for your old test. This will help you see what you've done in the past and what questions you missed so you don't make those same mistakes on your finals. Regardless of what type of test you have, whether it's multiple choice or short answer, writing out what you've learned can definitely help you reinforce information. So you can write out and make up your own short answer or short essay test. This can definitely help you figure out what you've learned and it'll help you write it out logically. And it'll even help you practice if you get stuck on exam, you can go back and rewrite what you've written before because you've known, you know how to put it together now, connect all the pieces within the content. You can teach it to others. So one of the things you can do either in a study group or with your roommate or classmate or friend is to teach it to them. Whether they're in a class with you or not, if you're able to teach it to them and they understand and they can ask you questions back and you can answer them back, you know the information. That's where you need to be. You need to be, by the time you reach your finals, you need to be in a place where you can teach the information to someone else. This is a hallmark example of if you are ready for that test. You can also make make up an exam with old homework questions. So pick some homework questions, write them cleanly on a piece of paper. Don't put the answers, but sit with just a plain sheet of paper, your calculator in a quiet room so you can simulate how how would you how would you perform if you're actually on test day? Are you able to work problems from top to bottom, beginning to end without stopping and without looking for help or without getting confused? This is another way you can make sure you're ready for quantitative quantitative tests in your science, math, econ, or accounting classes. Tip number eight, eat well, exercise, and get plenty of sleep. You have to treat your body well so it doesn't fail you during test time. Your brain needs a lot of love and care during this time. So make sure you give it great brain food, no junk food. Chocolate, candy, sugar will only just spike your energy and have you crashing where you're tired and you can't sustain during the day to study. Make sure you replace your candy, your chips, and other junk food with healthier options like fruits and nuts. Make sure you drink lots and lots of water. Usually when you are tired and you can't focus and you're irritated and frustrated, it's because you are dehydrated. And remember, caffeine, coffee, sodas, all of that takes away from your hydration. So as long as you're drinking coffee, you need to make sure you double your water intake. Also limit the amount of caffeine. Coffee and tea is okay, but try to limit it. But definitely no monsters, no Red Bulls, none of the, the energy drinks that are in stores. 
they can definitely make you crash and make you feel worse and tired and you can't and you can't focus sometimes because you're too wired. So make sure that's not a part of your study routine. As long as you are eating well and you're getting sleep, you're going to feel energized. Exercise does wonders for energy and focus. So whenever you can, take a break and do a little bit of cardio, whether it's some jumping jacks in your room, going for a walk around campus. You can even combine your exercise with studying, like um, building flashcards and reading them while you're on a treadmill or bike or elliptical. Make sure you still, if you are a regular, a routine exercise and you're staying in the gym, make sure you don't cut that out during finals. You need to keep that up because it's definitely going to benefit you. And if you're feeling like you don't have time to exercise, you have to study. Just remember, if you go and take that little break on exercising, you can definitely do be more productive in your hours after you exercise. Eat real meals and make sure they're not fast food meals. Make sure you eat a balanced meal with a lot of greens, a lot of healthy protein, not fried foods, because that's that's only going to give you more energy and it's going to help you to um, have sustained energy and feel better mentally and physically so you can power through those tough study sessions. Tip number nine, take mental breaks, but make sure not to let the time slip away. So if you're an or you're an avid gamer, you can play a game, but make sure you set a timer so you don't spend hours gaming. You can use this time to meditate, sit quietly, listen to music. This can also substitute for a power nap or to do some laundry or, or take care of something. You just need a mental break to break up the monotony of studying. You can uh, spend some time on social media, just a little bit of time. You can call home, call family just to get some encouragement, but just take step away for a little bit and build in some mental breaks into your day. Last tip is to eliminate distractions and find alternative study areas. So usually when I talk to students and ask them where they're studying and where they're most productive, um, is usually not in their rooms, and they know that studying inside their rooms are not a, is not a good place. You have TV, you have your bed, and so you'll be tempted to sleep or watch TV when you're not supposed to. So finding alternative areas to study, multiple alternative areas to study just to keep it fresh is going to do you do some good during your finals time. So whether it's in the library, at a coffee shop, in the union where it's quiet, um, outside if it's sunny and it's a great day, find a couple of places to study, monitor your productivity, and just keep these in mind when you are trying to get out of your rest hall or your home where there's a lot of distractions. I hope these tips help you sail through finals week and finish the semester strong. Visit BePreppy.com to find more resources to help you get the grades you want. Check out our coaching packages for college students, which include academic coaching, to help you ace all of your exams throughout the semester. Thank you for listening. Good luck on your finals. You got this. Until next time. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by BePreppy.com, a college coaching company. Head over to BePreppy.com for free college success resources, 
and to learn how you can secure a personal college coach. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media channels at Be Preppy LLC.